This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the manly man, Warthog Man Cave. Brenda Dolwart, thank you for all you do for the show. And hello, Matt. And, of course, Plantation Mark. Steady, steady, steady. Well, we are early to class. You guys are early to class today. And uh, we are, of course, in the Manly Warthog Man Cave inside the Melon Law Studio, which is the only official law firm partner of the Fighting Gators, protected by the crime prevention people, 24-7-365, and sponsored by all the great folks that you see coming across the screen. Uh, we have got the call-in line open today. If you just want to get it off your chest or just say hello or whatever, just call in because I don't really have anything to do, uh, literally. I mean, I kind of do odds and ends, and I do things that uh, kind of interest me because they're weird. I mean, I don't know if there's such a thing as anything being weird nowadays, but these things strike me as kind of weird. But then, as I say, that might be the new norm, weirdness. By the way, Get yourself calibercoffeecompany.com and uh, code WARD15 for 15% off for your caliber coffee. Well, well, well. Um, let me see what I got on my desk today as being weird. Beside myself, of course. Beside myself. Well, I don't know if you have seen. I'm sure you have. Well, I don't know if you have. Mike Lindell. I've been wanting to talk about this on the show for quite a while. Mike Lindell. Does that ring a bell? My pillow. Now, Mike Lindell is an interesting guy. I think at one time he was strung out on coke, very hyper. But somehow, some way, he got it together. And, you know, how do you invent another widget? I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, aren't there enough widgets? I mean, how do you make a niche for yourself with pillows? And then of course it's diversified. It's got shoes, it's got sheets, it's got bedspreads, a bunch of things, but it's basically my pillow. And he's a huckster. I mean, if there was a carnival, he'd be in the town with it. But God bless him. That's what you do. He made a mistake. He made a big mistake. He wasn't part of the January 6th Capitol gang. He didn't rob a bank. He didn't inflate the value of his assets. At least none of that's come down yet. But he did something. 
to get on the wrong side of Hillary's gang. And now they are really they. I'm talking about that whole corrupt system. That judicial system. The judicial, you know, look at the CIA, as I say, the judicial system, CIA, FBI. Yeah, Ken Hillier knows the answer to the quiz today. He questioned the server in Germany. He questioned the server in Germany. The Dominion voting system. Huh? And all this is evidently taking place in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, Minneapolis, Minnesota is, as far as I'm concerned, the equicenter of the beginning of the decay of law and order and law enforcement as a profession. Minnesota is also the home of the squad Talib and the Muslims, which Obama stashed there. We've told you that story. That dang sure will be on the test. So Mike Lindell, I happened to stumble across an interrogation of him that was being uh, uh, Epoch Times or someplace was running it. He was defiant. They had a little rule reader, a liar, attorney. The government did. Going after him. And he was defiant. And I knew as I watched him, I said, Mike, you can't be defiant with these people. They're, they're holding all the cards. That's the United States federal government. Well, you say it's a lawsuit by the Dominion voting system. <clears throat> Maybe so. But they're in cahoots with the United States federal government. So Mike Lindell has got a defamation lawsuit by voting machine companies. And they're trying to get the courts to say he owes them unspecified millions of dollars. And he's got, here's how, here's what they do. They. The mysterious they. They break you in liar fees. So they have got poor old Mike Lindell. All he wants to do is sell you some slippers or a pillow and support Trump. And he's such a supporter of Trump that he dares out loud to question the voting machines. Well, you can't do that. By questioning the voting machines, you're questioning all the powers that be. The judicial system, 
the CIA, FBI. What am I leaving out? So there have been a has been a string, a string of legal and financial setbacks for him. Because he dared to wonder out loud and who he was of two, that the 2020 election was stolen from Trump by rigged voting machine. Now they got a bunch of people haul on the carpet for this. But right now he's the one that you can identify with. You're not a liar, I'm assuming we're talking. You're just a businessman. And you're a businessman who supported a businessman for president. And by the way, why don't you think, why do you think more businessmen and women don't run for public office? If you ever took, took a look around at the people in public office, you can't take anything away from them because they ain't got nothing. Biden made all his money off the government. government. Ain't got nothing. Fat Jerry Naylor. Chuck U. Schumer. They just go up there and start milking the cow. So you don't see many business people stick their head up much. You need to admire the ones that support this show. I mean, they really have got what it takes. Meanwhile, poor old my pillow, according to the AP article I'm reading here, has been decimated. Mike Lindell has lost hundreds of millions of dollars. He claims that the only asset he's got left is his home and his pickup truck. He's blaming Dominion, Smartmatic, and the news media. He even includes the conservative outlets, Fox News and Newsmax. And he says, and he's defiant and he won't shut up, that you're doing this because you want me to shut up about security of our elections. They did the same thing to the Ward Scott files. We're not on YouTube. Because we just wonder about the security of elections and use the big word. But this guy ain't a quitter. This guy ain't a quitter. So he's vowed to keep fighting and to keep my pillow going. God bless him. He says he doesn't have any other debts and that he has no plans to file for bankruptcy for himself or my pillow. He's on a mission now. He wants to try to secure elections for this country forever. Good luck. Good luck. And by the way, you hope they are going in this next election. And most people don't think they will be. So these lawsuits are taking place in federal court in Minnesota, where Smartmatic filed a defamation suit seeking from poor old Mike and the pillow business one billion dollars. All right. One billion dollars. 
Now, Mike Lindell evidently invited, invented a better mousetrap, a pillow. But how much? He's a defendant in a similar $1.3 billion lawsuit by Dominion Voting System. That's also after Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. <clears throat> Dominion has already weaseled out of Fox News an $800 million settlement. For wondering about it, for talking about it, for, or for actually claiming that it happened. I'd have to see the actual sentences. Meanwhile, Lindell is auctioning off equipment, subleasing some of its manufacturing space in Minnesota. Because, guess what? Several major retailers and some TV shopping networks have stopped carrying my pillow products. Because of the negative publicity. In April, an arbitration panel ordered Lindell to pay $5 million to a software engineer for breach of contract in a dispute over data that Lindell claimed moved China, proves China interfered in the elections. And tip the outcome to Biden. Now, Lindell has launched a Prove Mike Wrong Challenge. This is odd. So I put it in on odds and ends Friday. Give us a call. I mean, tell me, talk me off the ledge here. I, 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 uh, and poor old Mike says, that he regularly paid his employees and all in full and on time. Always. But now, his litigation fees and costs have dramatically increased. So his payments to all of his subcontractors and all have slowed to more than 60 days. They're trying to Drain every ounce of beet juice out of him they can. Meanwhile, the liars are getting their cut. Mike Lindell, the my pillow pitch guy. Pillows, towels, sheets, slippers. I don't know what to tell you. I just think that's odd. Really odd. Huh? Take a sip of my caliber coffee here. Plantation Mark says Texas does not allow Dominion machines. Texas was the first to suspect skullduggery with them. Well, there you go. That's been on my desk quite a while. 
quite a while. There's something else that really strikes me as odd. You know, Jewish folks have a lot to do as a profession with finances. And kind of the equicenter of the financial capital on the East Coast is New York City. If you were a college kid at Harvard, majoring in some sort of business degree. And you came out on the side of Hamas. You might should have rethought that. Because folks that control money like billionaire hedge fund CEO Bill Ackman and other business leaders are demanding, now this is interesting, that Harvard, Harvard University released the names of students whose organizations signed on to a letter blaming solely Israel for the deadly attacks by Hamas. How stupid can you get? You don't even have to be a business major to know that's stupid. With Black Lives Matter, for example, as violent as they have been in many instances, good black folk aren't involved with them. But like good Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip, who had nothing to do with Hamas, they might get punished with them. Obviously, Hillary Clinton is trying to do that to you deplorables. She's trying to do exactly the same thing. If you're a supporter of Trump, You're deplorable. You're a member of a cult. And you should be kicked off the island. She said this on many occasions. Is her brain connected to her tongue at all? Now, multiple business leaders have supported this call. Let us know who these people are because we don't want anything to do with these people in our business. Absolutely not. And guess why? They've already proven they can create problems. I thought that was all kind of interesting. I got my pillow, Mike Lindell. I got people like Ackman and 
guy named Larry Summers, who's a very famous economist, who called these Harvard students morally unconscionable. And Summers is the former president of Harvard and U.S. Treasury Secretary. Well, there are people who, of course, are trying to give the students a break by saying they got caught up in a misguided campaign and probably didn't even know there was a statement. Huh? But they signed something. So can they claim that they were naive and stupid? Can Mike Liddell claim that? Are there two different standards of justice here? I mean, really, that's the. Is the lady blind on the scales of justice? Most people don't think they are. And as Ray Stern points out, Talib wouldn't even answer the question. She got a Palestinian flag outside her office on U.S. on U.S. Uh, property. Now, if she wants to put it outside her home. She won't do that because then she draws attention to her home. But where is she? She's Minnesota. When we talk about the Obamization of America, that's what we're talking about. Opening the floodgates, opening the borders. Obama, it was done systematically. Deliberately. And secretly. I would never have known about it had it not been for a hired hand at the church camp who wondered what the heck was going on and heard about the Ward Scott files and came to me. And when I went to the Homeland Security and everybody else, they didn't know what the hell was going on either. Here is the Harvard student group statement. Not mine now, a Harvard group statement. We, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime, regime, entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. This was from the Harvard-Palestine Solidarity Groups. The statement further said that millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open-air prison and called on Harvard to take action 
to stop the ongoing annihilation of Palestinians. And a footnote at the bottom of the statement said the names of the original signing organizations have been concealed at this time. Hey, man, listen, if you don't have the courage to own up to something you signed, if you're an anonymous poison pen writer, you don't deserve to even be recognized. Very interesting. We have now got an article in the Wall Street Journal today, yesterday, supporting the president of the University of Florida as a courageous leader for publicly coming out and saying to the student body here, we're not going to put up with that on this campus. You're here to get an education. We're here to give you an education. But you're not going to be taking a statement like that and have us be your university-sponsored club. I'll dig that up maybe at the break. I've got it somewhere. I even think the, the Gainesville Sunset had it above, above the pole today. I'm going to cover something else in a minute. Now, that, that's odd. I think it's odd that we're in this position. At Harvard, got a calling line there. Costing me money to run that calling line every month now. Come on now. Come on, bro. Got a break for the weather coming up in a few minutes here. There's all kinds of studies being made about Deion Sanders, as I've told you. One of the ones which is out there right now is that before Deion Sanders came to Colorado State or Colorado University, their Instagram followers were about a total of just under 60,000, about 58,000. Now that he is at Colorado, Colorado is one of three, get this now, three colleges in the country the only two others, Alabama and Ohio State, Alabama and Ohio State, and now Colorado, which have almost a million and a half followers on Instagram. Think of that. And when you think of it, compare it to something that is really odd. Poor old grumpy lobster boat captain, Coach Bill Belichick, 
Deion Sanders and his style, his style, all of a sudden make Bill Belichick, as we say, a grumpy lobster boat captain. He doesn't even believe in press conferences. He's never happy. They are actually at that New England Patriot team talking about it's time for Bill Belichick to go out to sea. To go out to sea. Bill Belichick is not up to snuff. He is, uh, how shall we say it, you know? The world has passed him by. The world has passed him by. How can you get any piece of the stage at all right now with Deion Sanders on the thing? And we know what the playing field is. The Patriots are losing. But Colorado's winning. And Colorado was a loser before Dion came. Belichick was a winner, and now he's a loser. So they only remember the losing. I don't know what they're going to do with him. The question is, will the team, will the owner, Kraft, those guys, decide, hey, listen, we got we got to change the deal here. Because it's all about money. It's all about selling tickets and getting butts in the seats. I had a joke last night. I put it out on Facebook. Taylor Swift in the press box at the Kansas City Chiefs game. You know, if it were not done kind of accidentally, I I guess there's something between him and her. It is darn sure a very smart marketing technique because Taylor Swift is bringing all her crowd to an activity they would otherwise not be attending. which is very interesting. Think about it. We're right back on the Ward Scott Files. Open line Friday with the weather. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. 
The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On-the-Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to the Ward Scott Files and Ward's Weather Report, brought to you by Lewis Oil, Chevron Stations, Fossil Fuel. Well, by golly, we had, I think, up near St. Augustine, somebody told me, about six inches of rain. We had a good, healthy three and maybe more here um, at the uh, compound. So we got it pretty good, and we needed it, and uh, we're glad for it. I did not do the naked rain dance. Uh, I think the heavens are now on guard about me doing that. They don't want me doing that because it, it rains for two weeks. But I did not do the naked rain dance for this. Now, the other thing that's going to be going on, but I don't think we can see it here, according to what I'm reading from AC, ABC News, there's going to be a ring of fire solar eclipse that's going to come. Um, and this will be directly visible in Oregon, California, Nevada, Utah, and Colorado, in the west, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas in the south. And uh, it's going to be all that business that's unique with them. Um, they um, are going to let's see when it's going to be um, and what it is. You get a gradual view of it. October 14th eclipse will be an annular solar eclipse. Uh, when the moon is in its orbit, it crosses the, between the sun and the earth and is at or near its farthest point from earth. Well, there you go. If you can get, you know, don't jump in a plane and go if you don't have to. But I don't think we'll be able to see it here. But, you know, they may televise. I don't know. I remember when I was a little kid, we saw an eclipse and we had to make, we took glass and we smoked it so that we could make a, a dark kind of covering on, the, I think, a broken bottle or something we did it with. Had that glass. We held that up. And we looked at it through that. And I remember doing that. 
Uh, but we had to make our own uh, things to shield our eyes from looking at it. Well, I'm told by production that we've got Plantation Mark on the line. Is that true? Hey, good morning, Ward. Hey, buddy, have you gotten washed out up there of the rain yet? No, it's coming tonight and tomorrow, uh, but this is a totally different front that traveled all the way across the country and then got caught up in, in a low pressure, and it's pushing uh, through the Ohio Valley today, and we got about an 80 to 90% chance of rain tomorrow. They're calling for an inch and a half, which the garden badly needs. But uh, the reason I called was to talk about Dominion voting machines, and I don't know how many people listening saw Mike Lindell's special air about oh, six, eight months after the uh, the election, and uh, he had quite a few uh, forensic electronic experts on that show, and this thing ran for like I don't know how many hours it was. It, it played for like two days, and I watched four or five hours of that thing. I was intrigued at what the federal government is capable of doing and looking at in real time. Uh, I don't can't remember who the whistleblower was that came to Mike, but he was. They had actually recorded a lot of this stuff in real time and was watching where the signals from the servers that they were using to transmit the data back uh, fly. To France and into Germany, and some of it was even routed to China and back. And uh, you could watch votes being changed in real time. And I'm pretty sure that guy was with the NSA. And uh, if you think they can't watch you, try using a, a VPN because they've got the ability to break VPN codes and find out your uh, your trail. So uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's quite astonishing. Uh, what the federal government can do to snoop on you. Well, you'd be positioned to know, too, having been a, a master chief there for how many, 30-some years in the Navy. Um, I imagine you've seen everything there is to see back then. So, Yeah, I, would, I went on a clandestine mission one time, Ward. Uh, we went up just off Russia, way up in the North Sea. And we sat out there with a bunch of electronic equipment and uh, did what they call ELIN, electronic surveillance. And uh, we were gone three months. We didn't even know where we were going when we were sent. We weren't told we got like 100 miles out to sea. And back then, there was no communications. We were just told there wouldn't be any mail or any anything going for the next 90 days. So Are you below, <laughs> that, that are, you below, of, are you below uh, the surface or on, and you're in a sub on that? No, no, no. This was a surface ship. I was on a, uh, a tank landing ship. Yeah. We just loaded that thing up with like 150% fuel and provisions for 90 days. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't stop anywhere. We went over there and set off the coast of Russia and gathered information off of their transmissions and then sailed back to Norfolk. So uh, that, that was uh, quite a deal. But uh Anyway, garden's looking good. If anybody needs collards, turnips, mustard, uh, wow. what else is out here? Onions. Uh, trying to look up the rows here. A kale. So it's coming along. Broccoli's trying to get started, and the cabbage is just starting to head up here. So it's looking good till uh, it turns cold and freezes or frosts. I got about two hundred onions planted out here. Wow, most of them are up. So 
anyway, we'll let you guys go, and uh, I'm going to sit back and enjoy what's left of the rest of the day and try to get some work done here before the rain comes tomorrow and washes me out. <laughs> oh, Y'all take it easy, Ward. Thanks for calling, Mark. Mark's a great supporter of the show. He and I go way, way back. He's uh, probably as tuned in as anybody I know. He is in the woods, of course. He lives back in the country and is his own man, but boy, he can handle just anything that comes down. And he stays up on current events like you wouldn't believe. Big supporter of the show. Really appreciate him. Can't almost do it without him. So, um, got the number. Do we have the number up there where they can see that, please? Uh, I guess we do. Uh, yeah, there it is. 352. Yeah, it's up there. 352-707-9101. Um, yeah. See it up there? 352-707-9101. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I didn't know it until I ran across it in uh, the Examiner, the Washington Examiner. And also, I got a tip from Jim Murphy, who is also a very good supporter of the show. Um, tipped me off in an email yesterday. I believe it was. Member of the research team. All you guys are members of the research team. Uh, tip me off that the federal, state, and local police across the country going into today are on high alert and in an anticipation of a global, quote-unquote, day of rage, which Hamas has called for. Now, apparently yesterday the former Hamas chief, I'm not going to try to say his name, called for neighboring countries to join the Islamic resistance movement. This is known as Hamas. In its fight against Israel, and for empathizers, empathizers across the Muslim world to protest in unison. And he has issued a statement that we must head to the squares and streets of the Arab and Islamic world on Friday. Reuters had obtained this statement first. And the Israelis uh, National Security Council and Foreign Ministry issued a warning Thursday that the Hamas leadership had called for supporters to, quote, go out and harm Israelis and Jews, end quote. So law enforcement is on standby alert for the possibility of these protests, protest events in various countries around the world because they may easily and quickly develop into violent events. Right now, of course, there's much concern about the vulnerability of the Jewish community and the possibility of violence targeting the community. This goes right into this town here, Gainesville, Watchville County. And it's called a day of rage. Now, 
Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez claims that what the, the Jews are doing by going into the Gaza Strip is genocide. I want to ask the child, has she ever read the Old Testament? Have you read the Old Testament? And I won't say his name, but you'll be able to remember who said it. It was back in the day when a certain football team was playing another certain football team. And one football team accused the other of dirty playing because they would hit after the whistle. And the coach of the team that was getting hit after the whistle said, because it had a coach, it had a player that had was a preacher's son who was getting hit. And the coach said, well, so-and-so is a New Testament Christian. When they knock him down, he says, I'll forgive you. But I'm an Old Testament Christian. You spear my man in the ear hole, I'll spear your man in the ear hole. There you are. Go back and read the book. A lot going on in that book. So, across the country, according to AP, local police departments are preparing for a worst-case scenario. The U.S. Capitol Police, I want to talk with you about them in a moment, are carrying out enhanced security. I watched yesterday on Epoch Times live the congressional hearing on crime in Washington, D.C. Very interesting. They're about, if I remember the numbers, and forgive me if I'm off, there are about 3,000 cops on the D.C., the Washington, D.C. police force. They are missing, they're down about 400 400 positions they can't fill. And then the positions they can't fill are increasing in number, not decreasing in number. Because they're not getting any support as cops. They had testimony from a number of different people. They had testimony from the chief of the D.C. cops. They had testimony from the deputy mayor. They had testimony from crime victims in D.C. And when all that was stitched together, when all that was stitched together, whether it was a Democrat member of the committee, with the exception of fat Jerry Nadler, who wanted to politicize it and blame it on Republicans. He's worthless. But it was all stitched together. The committee 
And the deputy mayor was a black female. She was on the same side. Well, what, what I'm about to tell you. They all blamed the rise in crime on the judges and the prosecuting attorneys. The cops are so frustrated. The deputy mayor is so frustrated. The citizens are so frustrated. Because when they come and do their job and send them through the judicial system, the judicial system spits them right back out on the street. They've got all sorts of reasons. Oh, we got an intervention. I'm not even, I can't even quote all the names. This strikes me as so odd. Intervention, you know, what, what are you talking about? And here's the thing about cops. Because I sit on the board of Crime Stoppers, okay? Cops know a criminal when they see one. I mean, it's just like, you know, a duck, when you see a duck, it walks like a duck. You know that deal, quacks like a duck. Cops know. And once you are a criminal, in a cop's mind, you're always a criminal. This whole idea that the leopard changed its spots. No. To the cop, once a criminal, always a criminal, they see you again and again. And all you do in effect is get worse. But somehow, some way, to the judge. Now, you would understand it if it was a defense attorney. But this is the prosecuting attorney. Doesn't want to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. We're probably going to do a research on our local state attorney on the cases knowledge research on our judges what's going on here you're paying somebody like Tony Jones for work two three hundred grand a year to do what You got a memo from Curry, black also, I think. Doesn't matter to me. But telling these guys you ain't got you ain't getting nothing done. You're not getting anything done. 
We're paying the hell out of you? Where is it? Where is it broken? And the way it came out of that hearing yesterday, the fact that the judges and the attorneys and prosecutors, because we didn't understand the defense attorneys. Are putting it back out on the road is breaking the spirit of the cops. Now, Emory Ganey got a big statement today. Oh, I'm going to have to be reelected in order to turn this around. That kind of tickled me. You know, Richard Nixon was always accused. I guess you know this. Of prolonging the Vietnam War by saying, I, if you elect me, I can get us out of there. And there's always been this pretty well-documented investigation that shows that he could have done what he did before being elected. But he took his time doing it until after he was elected so he could say, you just elect me, I can get it done. And we're going to do the same thing. Same thing. The governor, governor appointed me, you know, they hounded the other sheriff out of the job. The governor appointed me, but I really need to run for office because I just need that much time to fix this mess. Well, well, well. Isn't that interesting? It's not the first time I've heard a politician say that. Not the first time. Let's see what else I got here in odds and ends before we. Yeah, we'll end up with this. Not your father's shoplifters. Okay? Not your father's shoplifters. This intrigued me. Uh, William McGurn. This is not a guy who's stealing a some kind of small stuff once in a while. This is systematic, well-organized crime. Last month, the National Retail Federation reported that in 2022, the losses in theft accounted to $112.1 billion and the year before it had been $93.9 billion. More than two-thirds of retailers have said that stealing is becoming more aggressive and more violent. The top five metropolitan areas hit by organized retail crime are Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, 
Houston, New York, and Seattle. The human cost of store closings, employees lose jobs and benefits, customers lose access to quality goods at affordable prices, and neighborhoods suffer the loss of the tax revenue and vibrancy that healthy businesses bring. The epidemic of shoplifting is contributing greatly to today's urban dysfunction. Now, it would seem to me that goes on here. Emory Ganey's going to have to do what? Stop the crime. Right? Stop the lawlessness. Right? Deal with those critical commissioners who meddle in your job every day. Have a great weekend. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Warthog Command Center out.